You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. It's October spooky bitches. I'm so stoked. This is legitimate. Sometimes I say I'm stoked and I don't mean it, but I'm fucking stoked. You can tell because I'm I buzzing. Swore. I'm no, I'm buzzing from only the month of October. It's nothing. Like some people need uppers. I just need it to be October. Like there's something when I woke up this morning. There's something I in the up, air. I, yes, I was. Well, I fall asleep on my couch, which I do very <laughs> often. Like I fall asleep there all the time. But I woke up this morning, and there's something about the sun, the morning sun on October morning. It came through my window and it was kind of orange and just kind of spooky. And I woke up this morning and I woke up kind of like Nosferatu in his casket. And I kind of just think like a full like arms out, just like up. And I was like, oh my God, it's October. <laughs> I, woke my up, element. I woke up on my couch, which is a coffin. And <laughs> yeah, it's been a stunning day. Uh, October is off to a great start. Fucking love October so much. It's the... God, when you guys get this, it'll be October 2nd. But of course, we're recording this October 1st. It's just like, I wish, funny thing about my family, my mom and both of her sisters, both of her sisters, all born in October. And Ooh. I wish I was one of them. I'm like, oh God, I was just born in October. My mom is like the 27th. I'm like, you're so lucky. She doesn't even get it though, because she's very religious. So she doesn't do like the Halloween shit. I'm just like, but mommy, like, you're so close to Halloween. Like, that's Why have you never had a Halloween-themed birthday? You're crazy. <laughs> She's missing out. When's your birthday mm-hmm. again? Fucking June. It's lame. Yeah, that sucks. <clears throat> June 17th. It's like, I'm a Gemini, so I have very chaotic energy, and like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask for it. Totally. These things we both prescribed. <laughs> when is your birthday again? August. 12th. Right. Middle of August. Hmm. Okay, so you're a Leo? Yes. I'd mm. say stereotypes about Leos, but I don't know them. Mm. But I am no. always offended when people tell them to me and they are true. No, you're definitely like, you give me like very strong Leo energy. I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I just... I'm j- it's just a fact. I'm saying it's this just, about you. It's just there. <laughs> I just feel it. <laughs> mm. Um, Andrew, how are you doing? I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. Uh besides October energy, I pulled a Sonic and I wrote for that Flex mag and uh my story you was posted. Did. So that was cool. You did. Yeah. So proud. Yeah, thank you. Your praise is all I strive for. So <laughs> some some could say even hitting that praise isn't making my life worth living. Anyway, how are you? Uh, you're you're like the Christine to my Joan Crawford and I'm just going to abuse you <laughs> emotionally <laughs> thank thank i just wanted it out there said it's like all i wanted is her approval and then she dies and i'm like fuck you you're not in my will it's just like yeah damn. i want it's like if ever i go fucking crazy and they're just like well what could have caused this it's like well we have audio evidence of sonique saying he she abuses him so i think that's our only lead Ooh, um, sorry. Don't edit that out. I want that to be there. No. 
she's an Aries. I was looking. I was like, is Joan Crawford a Gemini? Because like her behavior is very. Gemini. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm very she's an ups- Aries. I'm very she's upset. An Aries. I was stoked, but now I'm upset. But how are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, again, world's still on fire, but I'm fine. I'm like, you know. Yeah, I the promise. The future is th- so bright, I gotta wear shades, <laughs> basically. It's like, everything around me is radioactive, but I'm like, I'm fine. Like, I don't, like, it's, I promise to try uh, and, and not to- bring up any any dumb shit from, like, say, Tuesday. We're, we've moved oh, past- no, I'm not. We don't we, have to mention we, specifics of it. But just the not. world is, the world's rough. Whatever. Yeah, no, and when I say that, I don't mean like a. I'm not privileged. I'm a fucking like black woman. Like, what the fuck? I'm not privileged. But like, <laughs> it's more of like a it, it, sad realities that I'm used to it at this point. So it's like, it's shit's fucking doo doo, and I'm just drinking wine and talking about horror movies. Uh, you know, which isn't the worst place to be. You could just be all of those things and not drinking wine, talking about horror movies. And I could be sober, and that would be tragic. You could be sober in a pandemic, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everyone that's straight edge or recovering. I'm sorry that your willpower is phenomenal, and you have to just deal with this shit head on. You know, if you want... It's October, and if you're ever feeling down Spooky Squad, I highly suggest finding something to brighten your mood. And you know what brightens my mood? Are Sneak's tweets... Holy shit, Sonic, where can we find these tweets? That was so God, these are novel like segues. I hate you so much. You can find me on Twitter at say underscore anything. That's S-E-Y underscore the word anything. That's English (laughs) for anything. (laughs) Andrew, how about you? Where can they find you? You can find me on twitter at andrew underscore on underscore drums that's andrew the name for manly on the word for on and drums the english word for shit you hit Mm. wow (laughs) cool (laughs) hey hey we we were apparently saying what um these words were in english so i wanted everyone to know Andrew yeah, does me no. manly. That's a true story. We have a very uh, a huge international audience on this podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> they're just like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Anything. I know. They're listening to this whole podcast with like a whatever language to English uh, uh, dictionary. And they're just like pausing at every word. Just like, what is that? And I'm like. They just no. They hold their speaker up to Google Translate and just <laughs> let it go for an hour and a half. <laughs> And it just comes back. It's like a robot voice. I hope that's true. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah, maybe. Not about to find speaking out. Of, speaking of cool, we watched a really cool movie. See, that wasn't bad, but I'm not going to praise it. We can continue. <laughs> okay. It was um, a really, cool, really cool, movie, cool movie, though. We did. I love this movie. We we are kicking off Heavy Hitters Halloween with A Nightmare on Elm Street, which is one of my favorite, if not my favorite slasher. Well, it's well, it's another my Scream is another favorite, which is also Wes Craven. So I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, God, Wes Craven, rest in oh, rest in fucking peace, man. Like that man just was just. Ugh, I always genius. confuse. Still to this day, I confuse Wes Craven for Wes Anderson, 
And then so people will say Wes Craven and I'm like, they'll be like, yeah, his movies were so genius. Like they'll talk about a Wes, you know, like Anderson movie. so movement. symmetrical. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, huh. It's like, w- they'll discuss a Wes Anderson movie and I will say that's, you're using really weird language to describe this Wes Craven film, but okay. I love to think that like... God, you know, he died. I wish that Wes Craven and Wes Anderson had done um, like a crossover movie. And it's just like a slasher, but he's standing in the middle of the frame with his like knife up. And there's like some quirky like Sufjan, whatever, Stevens like music. And it's like, oh my God, wow. Did you ever see, it was this bit on SNL and it was a movie. It was a Wes Anderson movie, but it was a horror movie. It was with um ed norton was hosting and he was pretending to be owen wilson and that's what would happen you would see shots a close-up shot of a paper airplane flying into the house and then he would catch it and he'd be like hey family we gotta we gotta communicate and i'll open it up and say dear family we would very much appreciate slitting your bodies open tonight signed the murderers and then he would write back dear murders you cannot attack my family (laughs) (laughs) and then it was just so stupid but it was literally what you're describing okay so i've never seen that before and like snl fucking hire me nbc i just i just wrote a sketch that you already did i didn't even know it existed dead ass i did not know that (laughs) snl hire me for thinking of things a solid two years late yeah, but like it was funny. Who cares? But- <laughs> um, we watched a Nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen eighty four, from Wes Craven. Oh God! And also, I'm sorry. Like I, I'm gonna say it here. Wes Craven is my favorite horror writer and director. He is like, my some of my favorite horror movies comes from fucking Wes Craven, and like, like I. There's a reason why I chose this one to start off with because it like it energizes me when I watch this movie. I'm so like, ooh, this is so good. <laughs> like it's it holds up. But this movie stars Heather Langenkamp, um, Robert England, and of course Johnny Depp in like a very very early role. <laughs> and basically, it's about these teenagers living in this town, which apparently is in Ohio. I did not know that. Hmm. Who are invaded and killed in their dreams and like are are basically terrorized by this killer who is Freddy Krueger who would become, you know, be solidified as like a horror like icon who is terrorizing them in their dreams and killing them. And it focuses on Nancy who is, whoa, I got very Marilyn just now, focuses on (laughs) – where did that come from? Focuses on – Nancy, who is our final girl, who is trying to um, basically just like uh, decipher this mystery and survive till the end, hopefully with her friends. But um, spoiler, she doesn't. <laughs> Damn it, you ruined it, man. Um, I mean, this wasn't your first time seeing this. No, I. But it's been a long, long time. I think my older siblings, one of them for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I remember, like, scaring the shit out of me with some Freddy Krueger stuff a little bit. So I put off watching it for a long time. And then I've only seen, like, bits and pieces. And I know at one point I had seen the whole thing. But I had more or less forgotten it. And then I remember seeing when they remade, 
like the original it was so mm-hmm. you know nightmare on elm street one but in like 2009 or something so i saw that version which i also mm-hmm. don't remember anything about so i've never seen that one i remember it being fine yeah yeah there was that period and i think in like like the late 2000s where we saw a lot of remakes of classic slashers. Remember the Texas Chainsaw Massacre had like with Jessica Biel. I remember seeing that one. This is not like a slasher, but there was House of Wax came out with Paris Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> with Scream Queen, Paris Hilton. Yeah, there was like a period <laughs> where we saw a lot of that. I think um, especially with um, Rob Zombie. I, I don't know if he did Nightmare on Elm Street, but I know he did Halloween the remake. Yeah. I don't know if it was around the same time or later, but yeah, there was that period where we were seeing a lot of um, remakes of those kind of classic slashers. Um, I mean, I I love this movie because I think it came out in a time where we were getting kind of like your typical schlocky, like slashers, this is post-Halloween, but on, and post-Friday the 13th, but like we're seeing a lot of like, you know, prom nights and all of these, these things. And I think Watching, I watched today. It's it reminded me of just like how amazing Wes Craven is at taking a genre and then just taking it to another step and just taking a little bit further. Right? It's like instead of doing the typical thing of like, oh no, killer stalks teens. It's like, what if we add the supernatural element in it and we make it so that like they are being preyed upon, but in such a way where like they can they can be intelligent. They're not your typical dumb teens and like you know, Camp Crystal Lake and just not realizing like, hey, you're in danger. It's like, because it's a, there's that supernatural element, it, they have to convince people that they're not crazy and convince people they're in danger and everything. And of course we see that later in the nineties with Scream, where again, we take this genre and we make it meta. We're going to make it a little bit funny. We're kind of, you know, we're going to do a little something different with it. And it's just like, God, what's Craven? Uh, What's his sign? (laughs) August 2nd. Is he a Leo too? I guess. Sorry. <laughs> you hate me so much. I <laughs> like No, no, man. That's just my face. That's how I look. I You know when you you just you're just vibing off of someone else loving something so much just hearing you talk about Wes Craven. I love you know, you know, like, I, I you, really love this man. You know when you when he, go when he died, I was so sad. Like I was like, no. <laughs> you know when you're in a class and you can tell the teacher is so passionate on the subject matter, you're just like, yeah, that's how I feel right now. Well, because the thing I love about Wes, because like think about okay, so his his films. Let's like go through like his noble ones. Last House on the Left, which is a fucking, it's a movie I saw one time, could never watch again because it upset me so much. I'm like, I can't do it. It's too much for me, which is saying a lot. The Hills Have Eyes, The Serpent and the Rainbow. He did The People Under the Stairs. He did A Vampire in Brooklyn. He did the Scream movies. It's like he did a lot of really iconic horror films that like, I don't know, man. Like he's He's one of those people, I think, Similar to, I think one day, we're not saying it now. I think one day in the future, we'll look back as at Wes Craven as being a like, like a Hitchcock of like this person. Like we will be saying Wes Cravian, Cravenian. You know, like it's like Cravenian. It's like once people can figure out what to say, we'll be saying it. <laughs> right, but no, this guy is like a, a fucking like auteur, and it's like 
God damn, it's such good stuff. But let's get into it. Like, I'm going to stop, like, creaming my pants over, like, West Cream. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I We need to stop. I luckily have, like, ten pairs of pants ready to go for this podcast. All right, so we start off with Tina, who wakes up from a nightmare. She's being attacked by a man who's wearing, you know, a like a blade fix glove in a boiler room. And when she wakes up, her mom points out like, hey, you got like slashed in your nightgown. She's like, oh, you got to cut your nails. Like the mom yeah, is very that, dismissive. That was fucking <laughs> stupid. The, mom, <laughs> the mom's like, you either got to cut your nails or stop having those dreams. And you're like, all right, ma, I'll get on that. I'll just turn off my dreams now. And her boyfriend, you know, she was a concerned mom. Then the boyfriend goes and comes in and says, you gonna come back to the sack? Yeah, so we can fuck. So we can <laughs> fuck. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> this is, you guys are those parents. I was just really set. It sets the tone, right, for the parents. Just, they care, but also they're gonna fuck everything up in some way. Well, that's what's interesting about this movie, because I think, again, when you compare it to other slashers, a lot of them are pretty much built off of the premise of, like, teenagers being careless and dumb. In this movie, they're not dumb. They're not careless and dumb. They actually care a lot and are kind of smart. It's the adults in their lives that are right. neglectful and, you know, a bit careless. And, you know, it, it, I think it's... it's Again, Wes Craven. It's like that flipping of what we've expected is that the teens are going to be like, oh, we're just going to have sex and drink and who cares? And there's a killer, but like, whatever. It's like, no, these kids are, you see it in all the characters with Tina's dream. She's clearly very distraught by it, but the adults in her life being very dismissive, like, oh, girl, go back to bed. You're fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Right. And she's scared. Um, the next morning, she meets up with her best friend, Nancy, and her boyfriend, Glenn, played by... Johnny Depp, which I think is, you have to keep mentioning because right. it's weird seeing Johnny Depp young, like super young, like before he was Johnny Depp. He's yeah. like just some fucking punk, dark-haired kid in the movie. <laughs> but um, she talks to them about how, like, you know, she had this really bad dream. And it's it's implied, it's not set out right, though, that you can tell in that scene that they've all had this dream. They haven't said it yet, but you can see there's a kind of an uneasiness of, like, right. Oh, it's a dream, but you can see that they're also kind of thinking in their heads, like, wait, no, that's kind of weird. Like, we had this dream as well. I think even Nancy might have. No, I think it's later. But yeah. in that moment, it's like, dismiss that, oh, it's just a dream, whatever. We meet Rod, who is Tina's on and off again boyfriend, who also just kind of shows up. It's kind of like a dick to them. And we like, get that really you know, nice line like, because, like you were saying, <laughs> Tina was describing her dream. Like, I had this really bad dream. And. Rod comes up and says something along the lines of, I woke up with this hard on for you. And she just gives him shit saying, your your name's only four letters long. How did it, how is it even big uh, big enough to fit this on? And he then, says like, I, I woke up with a hard on with your name on it. And oh, she's yeah. like, I have, it's four letters long. How is it going to fit on your And then, <laughs> And then he says, up yours with a twirling lawnmower. And I thought to myself, what? Who ever said that at any point in time? Because, you know, this was an 80s movie. It wasn't trying to be a period, you know, they're back in the 50s or whatever. He's yeah. some leather clad switchblade carrying character that says, up yours with a twirling lawnmower. 
for some reason that made a huge impression on me. Well, the closest I've heard to that, which happens like, this is from 84, so it's actually like five years later, but um, there's that movie um, Heathers where Heather Chandler says, fuck me gently with a chainsaw is the closest <laughs> I've heard to that where it's just like, whoa, that's a really colorful, it's colorful enough where I'm like, I remember it because it's like, what the fuck? Like, what does that mean? Uh, but like I know what it means though <laughs> it's really weird um, but that later that night um, Nance, uh, Tina's, Nancy stays at Tina's house because her mom's gone out of town and um, Glenn's also there and like Glenn and Nancy are kind of like dating like they're like, they're like friends really, yeah. but they're not, they're not quite like it's like a kind of you know a little like you know they live across the street from each other kind of like a little flirtation but something really serious but Rod and Tina are dating, and he he comes by, and um, they're like, yeah, no, we're going to go to the, her mom's room. You guys take the rest of the house or whatever. And we do get to hear them. The least realistic part of this movie is hearing these two teenagers having an orgasm at the same time. And I was like, okay, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, man. Sure. Rod's, sure. <laughs> Tina was having the time of her life, and Rod started off just with a few sparse, yeah, Ugh. Yeah, and then he he starts howling like a wounded panda. I don't know what that sounds like, but that's what I wrote. I somehow know what that sounds like. <laughs> don't ask, hmm. don't tell. But but also a I little. Have, I have killed a panda. <laughs> yes. A little before that, though, is the scene you were talking about, where Tina brings up the the dream, and then that's when Nancy says, "Oh, it's funny you mentioned the fingernails oh, right. yeah. because." I had a dream and she goes, um, she mentions the guy there with the finger. It's, he was wearing finger knives that he made himself. And she said it in a way that made it seem like he was a piece of shit, which he is. But it's like, oh, don't be afraid of him. He only has homemade finger knives. <laughs> um, he's really, cr- he's a fucking crafty guy. Yeah, it's weird. he's crafty. He's kind of a he's loser. He's real DIY. <laughs> and that's when we also get Glenn. She's like, what? what is he, punk? <laughs> Glenn is, at this time, you know, that's when he starts alluding to having seen the same guy in a dream. But when they ask him, have you had a nightmare with this guy? And he's like, everybody dreams. And mm-hmm. he turns into fucking John Lennon. Everybody dreams. I don't have a good <laughs> Beatles voice. <laughs> that was good though. But it's it's and again, Wes Craven. It's like he writes these teenagers in a way that they're they're like it's realistic. I could I could picture myself being with my friends and be like I have this weird dream and telling them about it and then be, them being like, well, I had the same dream or the same guy was in my dream, and having the same feeling of like, okay, that's spooky, but also not like be included in like this is dangerous it's like whoa here like and i'm gonna rationalize it. i'm gonna say like oh like maybe like there's something we like it's like parallel dreaming or parallel thinking like the, the amy schumer of dreams like oh we all <laughs> must have just thought about the same thing at the same time weird like oh you know i'm gonna say that though it's it doesn't feel like it's scary but it's not scary enough to be like we have to do something it's right, just kind of like right. oh that was like creepy like what the fuck um but after they have sex, um, <laughs> Glenn is on the couch. So it's clear that Glenn's on the couch. Nancy's elsewhere sleeping. So that they're not – poor thing is hearing these other teens having sex. And he's like, well, you know, 
I guess I'm not gonna do that today. <laughs> like, just stay a virgin, I guess. <laughs> well, because Nancy, because he starts, they those two go off to fuck, and Nancy, like, he starts kissing on her neck, and she goes, "We are here for her tonight," and then. <laughs> Yeah, see, it's those people that just have that, they take that high road. They she's have, a good friend. She's a good friend. I, I'm not sure. Nancy, Nancy is me as a teenager. I was very virginal and also I would have done the same thing. It's like, yes, I know my friend's having sex right now, but I'm here for her. Like when she needs me, I want to be present. So you were a fucking loser. I'm kidding. You were a good friend. I was a good friend. <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. I was a good friend and a loser. Also true. <laughs> I was both. <laughs> but, um, so Nancy falls, oh, Tina falls asleep and she's dreaming of being chased by this man who we learned to be Freddy Krueger, of course. Right. And I, okay, one thing I love about this movie is just if you, the imagery is fucking amazing. I was going to say. so good. <laughs> I think it's good. And also, not afraid to be absurd, because we fir- when we first really see him, first of all, she's mm-hmm. really brave, because, you know, it's, she's dreaming, but we don't really know that, but obviously she is. But she goes out, she hears someone calling her name, and goes out into the alley in just a man's dress shirt, mm-hmm. not even shoes, I'm like, that woman is brave. And then we mm-hmm. see Freddy, and he's just kind of sauntering down this back alley with extended arms like his arm are at least like five feet long a piece they're so long and he's just like it's very silly it's very silly very silly but that's like the freedom of doing this dream focused horror movies that you could you can go you can do weird and and, and like no one's going to say like oh that's not real it's like well it's a dream the reality is that dreams are I mean, I'm I'm a lucid dreamer. I have, I have very vivid dreams. Like, I've had dreams that were just, like, literally made no sense. But in my dream, I made sense of it. But, like, you see shit in your dream where it's like, that is crazy. But, like, it's it's a dream. So you can do a guy with long arms and he's, like, you know, drawing his, his like, knives against the um, – the the wall and then chasing you kind of doing a weird shimmy as he runs right it It looks kind of funny but it's scary still because like he's here to kill you it reminds me though that like (laughs) my freshman year of high school i went to i (laughs) i dressed as freddy krueger for halloween (laughs) and um so i had not planned to dress up for halloween Last minute, I found out, though, that everyone was dressing up. So I was like, fuck, I gotta get a costume. So I begged my mom to take me to, what is what is the name of the like Halloween? Spirit the Halloween place? or? Yes, the, the Spirit Halloween that opened in my neighborhood. <laughs> Which, those guys are like billionaires, I'm sure. I really was, I was hoping like, you were just going to say, so I grabbed my red and green ratty sweater. Christmas sweater. And my and finger I knives. <laughs> and my fedora. <laughs> no, I went to um, Spirit Halloween and got myself a costume and I bought a, a hat and stuff to do it. And it was literally Mean Girls when Katie goes to the Halloween party and she's like full like horror outfit and everyone's in lingerie. Cause I get to school and I couldn't wear my finger knives because that wasn't allowed in school because like post-Columbine world, you can't just wear finger <laughs> knives to school. So I, I just show up with like a red and green sweater and a hat really. 
I'm walking around school and all the girls, and it's why I was a virgin and not dating anyone. Everyone's wearing like lingerie, like, like sexy ass costumes. And I'm like, where's my sweater and my hat? And everyone thinks I'm Charlie Chaplin the whole day. <laughs> I feel like we, this is like, you're, you're one of the first people where I have met later in life and I think to myself, we also probably would have been friends in high school. <laughs> no, Andrew, we would have absolutely been friends. I think we would have met in an art class probably. And like, hey, we were friends. <laughs> I was kind of tragic in like a, I think in a sweet way, but like I was, I was a bit of a, a tragic um, figure. <laughs> I, was, I was on par with the famous Greek tragedies. <laughs> you love- I, I was a Greek tragedy <laughs> but like you but were she, saying sorry yeah. i it was stellar imagery like <laughs> he cuts his fingers off and it's just not a big deal and also she's already freaking like green out. yeah like spurts of blood, yeah like green blood but, it's and really it's gross and it's not as a moment as that is it's not as much as it could have been right it's not that tina was freaking out and losing it she's already freaking out but he just mm-hmm. does it and then she just turns around and goes, I got to run. <laughs> you know, it's because it's like that in dreams. When you have bad dreams. I don't think when I've had nightmares, I'm not screaming. I think I'm generally like, Ooh. yeah, like I, exactly. I have a very reaction. Like, oh, my God, I have to get out of here. It's you not know? like a freaking out. And I think it's a, why it's so genius. Right? It's like a dream focused horror movie. because You can be real and people react this way in dreams. And he can just be so silly. Like, she slaps his face, mm-hmm. and then his face literally falls off with the skin, and then he's just this bloody skeleton face just going, ha 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 Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's great. I think it's, it's so cool. But, like, um, so after, when this is happening, though, Rod wakes up because Tina's just, like, you know, flipping out in bed, and I, this scene is so so cool i love it and like she's like getting slashed at this point by freddie he's he's got her so he's he's just watching it because like these cuts appear out of nowhere seemingly again realistic because it's like it is he's watching this person seemingly have a bad dream by getting slashed by an entity is not that's not present in this room she's bleeding and then she like gets thrown up against the wall and like is i the scene seriously like up in the corner i'm look, looking at the corner of my room in the corner of the room with her body thrashing and there's blood it's just so like it's terrifying but beautiful still it's like so like, artfully done it, it reminds me of kind of like those um kind of those 70s like italian giallo movies like a suspiria kind of like it's it's so awful but like it's so gorgeous at the same time because she's being like dragged up by something just disembodied thing and she's in she's thrashing she's in her dream and she's being like slashed to death until finally she's like falls in the bed and there's a final spurt of blood and then she's just like dead and rod is just like freaking out he is and he's the most crazy thing and he's i feel that's pretty realistic in the sense that like he kind of alpha mailed and was just screaming at nothing saying he was going Mm -hmm. i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna i'm gonna find you and kill you because obviously you're going to try to make sense she was clearly cut there had to have been someone there and you know i feel like you might not really try to rationalize the other thing that she was to you floating 
to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's not what you need to rationalize. You just need to rationalize that she was attacked by something, which she was. Yeah. And then, but yeah, then Glenn and Nancy finally break in and he's just... Also, I do like movies, like horror movies in the 80s or 90s too, because whenever mm-hmm. there's the teen sex scene or whatever... It, they're always in uh, whitey tidies, and for some reason, that's just very <laughs> funny to me. Look at your little panties. <laughs> Look at your little butt and your little white panties. Like it's very, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, but he, um, when Tina or no, when Nancy and Glenn get to the room, Rod's gone. Like there's the window's open. And there's just blood and there's, you know, Tina's body. So it's just he flees, which looks like Rod murdered her. We don't they, they have not seen everything that's happened. Um, The next day, though, or later that night, though, Nancy's at the precinct. Her dad is a cop. Her parents are divorced, right? Because they're not. We never see them like to get. I think they. Correct. Yeah. The dad doesn't live there, right? Okay. So they're divorced and she's at the precinct. The dad is a lieutenant. In the you know the district or however the fuck cops do their white supremacy, and um, I don't know the logistics of it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys, I don't know everything about white supremacy. Um, and she's with her mother. It, it pretty much establishes that immediately that her parents are just not they're dysfunctional, right? Because dad is doing his police shit. He's very upset that Nancy was alone with some teens. What the fuck? Were, he's mad at the mom immediately. Like, divorced parents, which, <laughs> I know. Divorced parents just being like, you know, what are you, what was she doing there? Like, what the fuck? Like, she's with some, like, some guys and blah, blah, blah. And um, Nancy is trying to explain, like, no, like, Tina was struggling. She was having bad dreams. We were there with her, to, like, to help her, basically. And, um, Basically, the police have decided, well, you know, Tina and Rod fought a lot, so he must have done it. And she says at some point, like, but their fights weren't serious. And the mom pipes in and she's like, I guess you think murder is not serious. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, Stop making these leaps. her mother. Yeah. You know, and I'm starting to side with, the, you know, not don't generally want to side with cops, but I'm starting to side with the dad because I'm thinking she's fucking crazy. She's a shit mom. But sure. it's it's one of those movies where even as an adult, typically I've noticed now that I'm getting older, I'm near I'm close to 30, I'm rounding, Close to death. You know, You're almost dying. I'm almost middle aged. Um Don't say that. Now I'm I'm I tend to identify with the adults in movies. I used to identify with the teens. Now I'm like, I'm I'm the adult. Like I see that now. But this is one of the movies where I'm like, no, the teens are right across yeah. the board. Because it's like, even if like, regardless of what's happened, it's like her best friend died. She clearly doesn't think murder isn't serious. Like, come on. Like, you know what she means. Because she clarifies, like, no, I mean, like, their fights were never, like, serious. They were, like, kind of your typical teen bullshit. They fight. We all had knew, knew the friends or had, like, the, the couple in high school who fought all the time. And it was never, like, a real fight. It was, like, right. they broke up. They got back together. It was, like, not, you know. It was just being a teenager and being stupid. And she you know, tells him that, like, you know, that's not what what, what it was. I don't think that Rod is the person that killed Tina because it didn't make sense for who he was. Also, kind of, like, speaking about how just, again, the trend of the parents being loving shits, but the mm-hmm. parents, you know, not really being with it. The next day, 
Nancy's getting up and going to school, you know, saying, I, I need to be doing things. I need to be busy. And the mom, yeah. you know, is saying, well, did you even sleep? And she goes, I'll just sleep in study hall. And if I had said that to my mom, my mom wouldn't say your ass isn't sleeping in study hall. She would say that, but she would say, well, just sleep at home. Don't don't sleep at school, sleep at home. But the mom, for some yeah. reason, was just a okay. You, She's you like, should... well, I slept in study hall, so yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Have have a good have a good time, honey. And then, well, we already see outright though that Nancy's not sleeping because she immediately starts drinking coffee. That's like one yeah. of the notes. Like Nancy did not sleep last night, and she's trying to not sleep because she's just like downing <laughs> a big old cup of Joe, which I think also kind of um, situates the movie in the eighties. Because one, there's study hall. Because I don't think anyone does study hall anymore. I don't know. We never had study hall in my school. And two, the fact that like. Oh, teens only drink coffee when this is like pre nineties when coffee with teens was like cool. So it's like <laughs> teens drink coffee when they don't want to sleep because of killers in their dreams. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that stare that movie trope. <laughs> Classic movie trope. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about when I have students now that are, you know, middle high schoolers, especially when I'm teaching at those summer camps. So they're mm-hmm. just there for, you know, a week and they go, oh, my God, I just I need, you know, by day two, they, they need their Starbucks. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys are not going to handle being adults well. <laughs> if you really yeah. need that latte at the tender age of 12. I thought you were going to be like, I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull them aside and be like, is there a dream boogeyman that is haunting you? What if that's what every time I'm in a lesson and some kids just, oh, sorry, I'm so tired. I haven't had my, my caffeine this morning. And I very seriously go up to them, grab them by the shoulders, stare them in the eyes and say, hey, why aren't you sleeping? What's, what's going on when you dream? What's haunting? What's haunting you? And then, like, <laughs> just a couple silent tears streaming down my face because I'm a passionate educator that worries about boogeymen. And they've never seen this movie because they're 12. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of weird <laughs> like, things going like, on. This is like an old black and white film, isn't it? <laughs> and then I tell them to leave. Dummy. I don't need your money that much. <laughs> Get out of here. Sorry. But on her way to on her way to school. Rod pops up and he's like, Nancy, I didn't like, he's been on the run. He has no shoes, like a leather jacket, yeah. no t-shirt and jeans. So he's like, which understand, he like, shit happened. He probably threw on whatever he saw and just dipped out of that window. Like, I'm getting out of here. So he's like, Nancy, I didn't do it. Like, it was, cr-. he's trying to explain to her, like, I am innocent. Like, th- like some sh- crazy shit happened last night. Some but, wild shit happened. <laughs> some wild shit happened. But of course, um, Nancy's dad shows up as long as like other cops and they arrest Rod. That is the most cops I've seen show up in the drop of a hat for a white arrest. I think for a white arrest. I think well, he ever. murdered a white woman though. So that's true. A white girl. That's true. Ooh. So you know it gets complicated because you when you kill you know the treasure of the race then it gets it gets a little bit complicated. Um, <laughs> the treasurer. Is that what the treasure, not treasurer. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking stupid. What I said. Okay, go on. It was. It was idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> but Nancy's at school, 
And they're talking about fucking Julius Caesar. Did you ever read Julius Caesar in high school? Nah. Me neither. No. We did Shakespeare, but not Julius Caesar. We did like Romeo and Juliet. We did um, Taming of the Shrew. Who, what is Benvolio in? Is that He's in... Um, is that Romeo and Juliet? Maybe. Then I guess I did Romeo and Juliet too. Or I, is it in um it might be in the one with like when they're in the woods, a midsummer night's dream? Maybe. I just know that I was Benvolio in an English class. And Hamlet. We did Hamlet. And Hamlet. And we did um What's the one? Um Macbeth. Two. I think that was it for my high school. Shakespeare education. Anyway, um, they're reading that bullshit and Nancy falls asleep and she's like, this part is like actually really spooky. She's like, she's dreaming, but she thinks she doesn't really, she's dreaming. And that's, that's a lot of the, pre- like the, the premises of, of Nancy's dreams that she doesn't really, she's dreaming because she's like in class asked to go on the hallway. And I think it's so smart because with dreams, you sometimes you don't realize you're dreaming. Like when I've been in dreams before, I'm like, oh, it feels like real life. And then you realize it's a dream. And it kind of adds to like the spookiness of it. She goes in the hallway. She's like, there's a girl, like a, a hall monitor with like a red and green striped sweater. And she kind of ignores her like, no, no, I'm, I'm going. And the girl has like the knife. Yeah. And it's like well, taunting she, her. And, like, and she also saw Tina in a body bag, which for some reason mm-hmm. didn't trigger her that shit's a foot and then there's the whole trail of blood well not that everyone has do you lucid dream yes sometimes see that's the thing it's like because I, I lucid dream i would say like 80 percent of my dreams are lucid like, i i know i'm dreaming but most people like i think don't know they're dreaming so i can see where you're in a dream you see something really scary and you don't realize like this is a dream this is fucking fair it's just kinda like fair okay you kind of follow the thing because it's like okay like that's it wants me to follow it so i follow it you know fair point just yeah. coming to nancy's aid every fucking time listen <laughs> i stand by nancy nancy is one of my favorite last uh final girls honestly Next to like Sydney Prescott, Nancy is one of my favorite final girls. <laughs> okay. So what does this final girl do next? Follows. Oh, I thought you were, follows, not, I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> no, I was no, I know when I've been bested. She follows this bloody Tina bag down into a boiler room. Yes. And she encounters Freddie, who calls himself Freddie. So she now yeah. she knows his name. And she goes in the boiler room and He's cornering her, and it seems. Do you you think she purposely burned herself right to wake herself up? Right. Yeah, because I think yeah, at this okay. point she's established that she sees him when she's dreaming. So she's like, "Well, if I see him, I have to be dreaming, which means I have to do something to wake myself up." And I, this was scary to me on several levels because I'm like, "That's terrifying. What's happening to her?" But then she mm-hmm. wakes up in the middle of class screaming and flailing and i don't have Mm -hmm. you ever fallen asleep in a class and then so i did fall asleep so i don't have a name sleep issue i i do sometimes though i have dreamt before falling asleep i think i have a sleep disorder I, i don't know what it is but like I related to Nancy because I've never woken up screaming, but I also have woken up like 
punching a wall because in my dream I punched and I woke up punching. I'm like, ow. Like I, I have a kind of a weird thing where I don't necessarily – I sleepwalk sometimes. Like I, I don't necessarily stay paralyzed sleeping. So I related to it because one time in middle school, we had to play – I was in band. We played Maryland's whatever, like our anthem at like an inauguration for like the – for somebody, some state person and I remember sitting on stage because we had to sit on stage for the entire program. So I'm sitting in rest position with my fucking clarinet on my knee the whole time. And I fell asleep and I dreamt there was a clown like at the conductors, you know, like whatever stand. And I'm like waking up, being very sta- startled and like kind of like, kind of, you know, like, doing the whole thing. That, it yeah. felt like it was real. And it felt like I was like awake when it happened and I was actually dreaming. So like, I related to Nancy because I have a weird sleep situation where sometimes I kind of okay, and it's not the it blurs. Well, being awake and sleeping similarly, but not even slightly as intense and not <laughs> as ridiculous. I <laughs> this was a long way of saying that I have fallen asleep in classes and you do like the you jerk yourself awake or you go. It's not like screaming, but I'll be like, Ugh. but it's like it's audible. And it, I don't yeah. like doing it. Like, <laughs> I even hate, like, you know, I've been dating Alana for almost five years, and I still don't mm-hmm. like falling asleep. If we're just, like, chilling on the couch, I don't like taking a nap. Because she'll be like, you were making, like, little humming noises. And then I would wake up going, like, <laughs> But my point is, I hated in high school when I would do that. I pretty much, I didn't do that too much in college. But in high school, you know, like, government fucking hated that class um who this was a teacher that i later realized might have fucking hated me because of being black and not because i just was a shit student in her class she once Mm -hmm. told me that i thought i was pretty cool because i had nappy hair it was that teacher um whoa like straight up right in the middle of a class but um but i remember falling asleep in that class and just going "Ah." Mm -hmm. And so so when Nancy woke up a little more extreme, a little more flailing and screaming. But I was like, I feel that that I mean, you're fearing for your life. I just felt for my social clout. Yeah, no, I I have weird like I also talk in my sleep, too. So I'm someone who if I fall asleep during a movie, I pretend like I wasn't sleeping and if anything, I, I start talking. Like, I wake up talking, and it's because I'm responding to my dream. So I'm trying to – I try to play it off as like, oh, yeah, no, I'm just talking to you. And it's like – Yeah. That's, just... just, that's what you're saying. Oh, you should have Evan record your sleep ramblings, and then he can turn it I've into a cool him, electronic piece or something. I've asked him to, like, tell me what I say. He's like, I, he's like, I don't know. Honestly, you just kind of – you just like, ramble. You see weird – like off like odd things like that clearly you're responding to a dream but i just do that so i do i'm quirky um so uh so she she does freak out during her class and they sent her home they're like yeah yeah you're like disrupting class time can you please go so she ends up going nancy goes to rod at the police station and he explains to her what happened he's like no like I had nothing to do with it. Like, she started to have this, like, weird... Like, like, shit happened that was not me, that I could not have possibly done. And it took him so long to say that. 
like he you know he was just like oh she was cut she was cut she was cut and then like i don't know how long the time was but say like five minutes into that conversation he finally Mm -hmm. goes he was cut she was cut with four blades at the same time but no one was there and also failed to mention that she was on the ceiling. I can't get over that fact. That yeah. Gets, like, like, at this point, he's alluding. Maybe he's just telling himself that, like, he didn't see that. Or, like, I, it was so traumatic, I just didn't see it. If I'm already you know? like, in, I don't know. Man, if I'm already in jail, I might as well fucking, I'm telling <laughs> the truth. Because the worst thing that happens is I get that insanity plea. Like, Yeah, it's like, a death ghost got her. <laughs> a death ghost and then she was on the ceiling she was 16 feet tall and then these blades came out of nowhere i tell you 23 skidoo i don't know why i did that <laughs> what is even a skidoo i don't know i'm not that white is it like leagues under the sea because that's another measurement that no one actually knows if you know what a leagues is don't tell us but it's not real oh it's like so- 90 cubits you know i'm kidding that's not true but that also means nothing to me. Cubits? What the fuck is that? Isn't that a? It's a biblical. It's, my, it's a biblical. Thing. I know. I know. I was going to say. Oh, what is it? Shit, I have which, no fucking idea. Then the can ar- they tell us? The ark is ninety cubits long, and I don't even know if that's right. I'm just making. Yeah, shit and up. Jesus was like like two cubits. Je- you know, <laughs> Jesus was made up. two cubits, and the ark was nine Jesuses. <laughs> it was a very small boat. <laughs> um. So. Um, <laughs> So now Nancy is like, okay, like I'm on to something. Like Freddie, like this whole Freddie thing, it's something, right? Okay, so this scene, she's at home and she's in the bathtub. This was a good scene. Another awesome, beautiful scene. She's sitting in the bathtub and her mom's like, be careful in the bathtub. People drown. And I'm like, she's like like my mom. My mom is like that. My mom is is like, oh, be careful that thing because two people died that way last year. So you you might die too. I'm like, okay, relax. But she's in the bathtub and she just falls asleep because she's not sleeping. And you get this amazing shot. And it's been replicated in a lot of horror movies where her legs are like open. You can't see anything, but her legs are like spread and you see like the the knife hand come up like kind of between her legs. Yeah. It's very sexual. But it's so scary because then the, then her mom knocks on the door and she wakes up so then it goes back. And it's like it's so effective and just like, oh, like it's terrifying but also beautiful. Again, scary yet beautiful. This movie is like ugh, love it. It was it was also giving me I mean this it just made me think of, I guess, any movie, right, where there's a small opening and people are, if they're in water, trying to swim towards it. But it also made me think of, like, the sunken place in Get Out. Those are just really, right. those are really crafty shots. We didn't, we didn't shots. mention, he, like, he, he, at some point, when, after she leaves again, Freddie comes back and drags her under. Yeah. Which totally, so she's, like, in water and, like, fighting for her life to get back to the surface. And it is good. Yeah, and, you know, she's screaming for her mom, and her mom finally comes, and she's just trying to pull a Sinek and be like, oh, I wasn't really, t- I was kind of talking to you, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> like, I, w- I was just speaking. Why Why does it have to be like, I was just saying mom, it doesn't mean anything. Why does it have to mean anything? I'm just saying your name. I like you. I was Sorry. just screaming it. Me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so she... At this point, though, Nancy is depending on caffeine. She's like, I have to stay awake because 
this dream guy, this Freddy, is out to get me. And she has Glenn stay over to watch her as she sleeps. So she's in a dream, and she sees Freddy getting ready to kill Rod in her in his sleep, in his cell at the prison. And Nancy runs away from him because he notices her, and she wakes up when her alarm clock go, goes off. But Freddy manages to kill Rod. He wraps the bed sheets around his, his neck, and it looks like he killed himself at this point in the which the i thought so this kill and for me it started and maybe this because you know nancy at this point has been like staying up a lot you know multiple days in a row by the end of the movie mm-hmm. she said she's been up for like 11 days but for me because the premise is that he kills you when you're sleeping but while mm-hmm. um it seemed to me that he was awake while this thing, you know, he was being hanged with the bedsheet. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you can make the argument that something similar was happening and he was screaming. But in a lot of these instances, when they finally come to and wake up, you know, Nancy's eyes are closed and then she opens to really signify that I'm awake now. And I think his eyes were open while he was being killed. Right. So, so the way I saw it was that when that was happening, he was it was still in the dream state. So he was awake. For, I think he was still sleeping. But like, it is it is a little bit tricky. What's going on? Because even Nancy witnessing it, it's like okay. So I'm to understand that Nancy and Rod are sharing a dream. It's yeah. not just that she's witnessing. Like she's having they dream separately, but she's in his dream too. Yeah, and it's like. But they can somehow share a dream or a dream state together. But you're right. It is it is it's hard to understand what's happening with him in terms of like, is he awake or not? The way I saw it was like he is he is dreaming. And when we see him getting the sheet wrapped around his neck, it's in the dream state that Nancy is witnessing. Yeah. But outside of it, he may very well be kind of waking because also we we see like tina getting murdered she's screaming and so it's like it's that kind of like weird like that in between of of being dream you're dreaming but you are you have your faculties physically that you are moving similar to like me yeah (laughs) punching the wall right it's like i'm dreaming but i am my body is still doing the movement yeah thing right i just i interpreted it seemed in the context of it that he was waking up in the movie that's how I was seeing okay. it. And then, so my mind was saying, because as the movie progresses, a lot of shit seems to be happening while she is potentially awake or isn't. So then mm-hmm. I was just thinking that, I don't know, you know, it was just interesting because maybe because she's running on so little sleep that she can get fucked up and these things can happen while she's in that weird awake, not fully asleep, not fully awake mm-hmm. state. I don't know. It's an interesting yeah. thing to play with. It is. It is. And I think, again, it's why it's so great that this movie is about dreaming because it is that kind of – there's that gray area, right, of – and even like we talk about it later because um, 
eventually we know that Nancy does like a sleep study and the doctor admits yeah. that we don't know much about dreams. And in real life, we actually don't know a lot about dreams. And it, it allows for space for creativity because there's no there's no bounds in terms of like what you can do because like dreams are just kind of fucking I weird, like bro. I like her mom during <laughs> that sleep study because, you know, shit's happening to her daughter. She's losing it to... Um, mm-hmm. but she goes, what the hell even are dreams anyway? Which I get she's <laughs> exasperated. She's tired, but what a dumb thing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a very <laughs> stupid thing to ask. Like, I'm not- like, at the very least, we know what dreams are like. Like, what is a dream? Right, like but conceptually, like- you know, if she were yeah. to say, what is happening to her brain? Cool. But she just, you know, I'm not going to walk into if- someone in my family you know my uncle has a heart attack and i go what is a heart what what? this isn't this isn't shakespeare they don't need a big old dramatic monologue you're just holding a beating heart what is this like a skull but also it's like the telltale heart you're just mixing genres really (laughs) (laughs) which is really popular these days um anyway um so he is dead. He does die, though. And we're at the funeral, and it's a really sad funeral because at some point, like, the bat, the minister does the whole, like, you know, ye- he who lives by the sword will die with the sword. And they show Rod's parents. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe don't, don't mention that because it's like, as far as we know, Rod died a murderer. And it's like, uh, yeah, maybe. You guys all think he's a murderer. I get that. But for the sake of the family, don't like, you know, maybe like kind of imply the whole like, well, you know, he murdered, so he died violently too. It's well, like, you know, geez. he also this 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 thing that a lot of people in the country don't really dig is that innocent till proven guilty, and apparently the church got behind that too. <laughs> <laughs> in the sermon, he's just like that bitch killed that dude. Like he's guilty. I don't need a jury. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but I mean, I mean, leave it up to God to make the final say. The funeral happens and Nancy finally talks to her parents. She's like, listen, like, I've had these dreams about Freddie. And they get uncomfortable. And her mother, who is an alcoholic, we have not touched on it, but she's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's when she takes her to the sleep study. And in a dream, she manages to grab. We don't see the dream. She's having the sleep, the sleep, which I think it was very smart of them to like have a moment where we don't actually see the dream. It's just like she's sleeping. She's all hooked up. They're talking about dreams and shit. She starts flailing around when they go in and wake her up. She has Freddy's fedora. And inside which, of the fedora is written Freddy Krueger. Which again is insane. I get trying to be rational. I, I like to think I'm a very rational person. But if enough mm-hmm. shit happens that i truly cannot explain i'll i'll start to you know meander to that side of the aisle you know how can you the her daughter wakes up with new scratches on her arm which sure you could explain that away but she was restrained ish and she had this fucking fedora with freddy krueger's name stitched into it that's not a coincidence (laughs) It's not, I would have started. I would have started. You know, maybe put down the sauce for a little bit and been like, "My daughter might not be crazy. I might want yeah. to think that something fucking crazy is happening." Because, um, 
is because it's a little after this, right? It's Nancy confronts her mom. You know, it's like stop because yeah. she's like stop drinking coffee, Nancy, and she goes stop being a bitch alcoholic, mom. And then her mom, yeah, because she remember she came home and like the whole house is like barricaded, like every there's like there's like iron, yeah. Like, uh, it's like she lives in Compton right now. Like there's like fucking bars in all the windows, top and bottom, not just the bottom, top and bottom. Like she's locked on lockdown. So the mom, like Nancy, is really trying to be like, there's some shit happening, and the mom's like, you know. Go to sleep. Stop drinking coffee. Yeah. And like she does like get in her face. She's like, yo, you're fucking should I just drink liquor and you know, feel and like not feel something? Her mom slaps her. And I personally love uh I love a movie or TV parent slap. But like yeah. the kid goes too far from like, whatever, maybe I should be a slut like you. And the mom slaps her and then immediately regrets it. And she's like, Oh baby, I'm sorry. It's, like, <laughs> it's so funny. I know. Like, <laughs> and you know, again keeping with the theme of parents dumb teenagers shockingly with it she goes we have a name in this hat who is this fucker and then the mom goes no one well he can't hurt you because he's dead well that doesn't sound like no one if you could just pull out the hat (laughs) seeing as they died they are a someone so who is the someone oh my god but later on um the mom gets like fucking wasted we love a drunk mom and they're in the basement and she's like burning shit. And yeah. she's like, listen, like this is the backstory of Fred Krueger. <laughs> and it's and it could not have been done any more like a drunk eccentric mother cuz she couldn't just tell her. She said, "Come down in the basement and I'll tell you everything you need to know." And I thought And she's in like a robe. You know? Yeah, and that when she tells we get the backstory. And I thought so you know a mom a mom is drunk if she's wearing a robe. Oh yeah. You never see them drunk in anything but. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate kind of like how you said with um entities or backstories in the past of you know, you not you don't need to give them everything, just give them enough so it can be, you know. Mm-hmm. And they explain that Freddy Krueger was this child murderer. And in the mm-hmm. the remake one, I don't remember much about it, like I said, but that was a huge thing is they really, really played into this guy was a pedophile, not just a child murderer. That's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this yeah. Freddy Krueger was a child murderer. And then he due due to a fuck up with search warrants. What? Search warrants get fucked up? No knock warrants? Anyway, <laughs> um... So, oh god! But so Fre- uh, so Fuck. so Kruger gets off, and then the parents were livid. So they found the place where he would live, the boiler room where he took all of his victims in this abandoned mm-hmm. schoolhouse or something, and they just torched it with him inside and burned him alive, and that's why he's so fucked up. But I, yeah, <laughs> and she kept the glove. She kept like his glove. He was like, "What the fuck was that about?" Like she's like, "And here's his knife glove," and like burns it. I'm like, "But girl, why did you burn it ever since? Like, why did you keep it?" Right. Like, but you th- no. But then again, you know why he will love when they go to a lynching. They love to do keepsakes Ooh. and little like memorabilia. So I feel like that was part of it. It was like, oh, look his little his little glove. Like, girl, what are you doing? Throw it away. I do. <laughs> why are you keeping that? But I do like how this was treated. Where you know they gave him enough. They didn't explain that. You know, also once he was right before he was murdered, he screamed a voodoo incantation that allowed him to you know go into the dreams of people. It's just that. Did, was that in the remake? No, no, no. 
I don't remember. But that's but that's what I'm saying. I love that you touched that on that because I was thinking the same thing. It's like I don't need to have that backstory. I think if this was made not as a remake, but as like a, say someone had this this idea today, that would have been the thing. It would be like, oh, he we killed this this pedophile slash murderer or whatever the fuck, and then as he died, he had a curse that we have to. It's a it, which inc- explains why he's a ghost of or like a vengeful ghost. I'm okay with a, a entity just being like, they killed me and now I'm, reve- I'm seeking revenge. It's it's the sins of the father on the child. It doesn't have to be explained. I exactly. think when you explain it, it ruins it. I don't need to have like a, he has a voodoo pass and shit. Like it's, it's unnecessary. It's like, and, and in this movie it works because there isn't, that isn't explained how he goes from being a corporeal murderer to then being a ghost or being a dream demon or whatever right, the fuck. Right, yeah. It isn't explained and it works still. It's like, he just is. Yeah. He just is. Yeah. And that's fine. I, like I didn't, it was just, it was more so that a lot of that happens so much now so that I did note that it wasn't happening, but it did not mm-hmm. like take away from anything. It, was it doesn't take away from it. And, so and I feel like once you well get into done. the whole explanation of it, it gets kind of like, it gets messy and weird. It's like, just fuck it. Like, he just, he comes back as a vengeful ghost. It's it's very similar to, in a way, like Japanese horror, where like you just have these vengeful ghosts. There's no explanation of how they became a vengeful ghost or like what the magic is. It's just like, this person died, they felt wronged, and they came back and tried to, you know, seek justice. And that's right. it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do anything else with it. <laughs> And it still works. I do like that the so. mom gave that line. <laughs> He's dead because mommy killed him. And then she, yeah, and like, that's when she goes, I was like, whoa, mommy. I have the finger <laughs> knives, you know, very much in the vein of the drunk mother who's still clinging on to something from the past. Just look what I like have. Like her tiara from yes. the Miss Cornhusk festival of 1964 <laughs> <laughs> your mother was pretty your mother was beautiful she was a star <laughs> she's a beautiful girl in town <laughs> and now you you are beautiful too but you don't use it and she slaps her her hair is her hair is turning because this whole time nancy's hair is turning like white in the front the yeah. whole time like slowly now your hair is gray and she slaps her daughter <laughs> how'd you like that old 23 skidoo in your face I used to be a star. <laughs> you, you're nothing but black hole. You did this to me. You stole my youth. You and that <laughs> drunk you call a father. Yeah, we're just playing out Mommy Dearest this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> we love a drunk, angry mother. It's so silly. I told you, I love a single mom. So I was like, oh yeah, I love like, a tortured mother. It's so good. Um... But so after that happens, Nancy's like, she calls Glenn and she's like, okay, like, Freddy is out to get us at this point. Like, we need to be like on our ones and two, our fucking wits about us or whatever. She's like, don't fall asleep. She tells him, like, I'm trying to basically, is this the point where she's like, I want to bring Freddy into like, yeah, the real world? She said, like, I'm going to, I'm going to bring him in and you're going to just cold cock him. <laughs> you're going to cold cock him. And he's like, <laughs> and you're she- cock. And he was like, Huh? <laughs> he's like it's not it's not that cold it's actually re- the friction makes it very warm and i do and you know <laughs> her mom takes you know you need to go to bed because the plan right is he's gonna sneak over or something blah 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 
and because he's a jock so like just bring a baseball bat or yeah, something just like, kick him in the asshole i don't know fucking whatever just kick him in do. his balls whatever <laughs> kick him in his balls his ghost, his ghost balls <laughs> <laughs> but i like in the scene that her mom is gathering up all the coffee cups and her coffee pot that she had brought in and then once the mom mm-hmm. leaves she pulls the secret coffee pot from under the bed puts it on <laughs> it and it already has a full pot ready to pour She's like, little does she know, I have cold brew. And she also, <laughs> when she's, you know, looking out the door to see if the mom's still there, we get the shot of the mom opening the hallway closet to pull a bottle of whatever alcohol from between these towels. Yes, but also question, it's 1984. Nancy, you can't get some coke right now? They live in a, what seems like an affluent neighborhood. Girl, yeah, those coke. houses are. What are you doing? We drink all this fucking coke, all this coffee. You're just peeing every two minutes. Go get yourself some coke, girl. Have yeah. a good time. If you have to stay awake to stay away from the fucking boogeyman, at least have fun. Go out <laughs> Go with a bang. Spoken. Right. I feel like you're giving you're giving Nancy advice that high school Sonique would never abide by. I would never do it, but I'm like, hey, girl, if you're trying to stay away from the fucking sleepy boogeyman, dude. Honestly. Coke dealers, whenever there's a a dream demon terrorizing people, that's when Coke dealers just make bank. Yeah. Paranormal activity, all the nightmare on Elm Streets, whoever is the drug dealer in those neighborhoods is sitting pretty. Yeah, and it sucks that there's not enough, like, data to support that, but we know it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just look for um, the hometowns of any demonologists. And just see also if they sell drugs, how well they're doing. Exactly. That's how they do it, actually. Uh, yeah, but we get a quick scene, though, that we're like, um, uh, Glenn's parents, the dad, is like, like, Nancy girl is fucking nuts. Like, don't, I don't like her talking to our son. She's like, you know, getting him all worked up or whatever. So she starts calling him because she's like, listen, like, Freddie's getting reared up. Like, she's calling him and they, 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 hang up on her and cut the phone lines. So she's kind of like watching her poor little like barred window, hoping that Glenn's okay. But again, another amazing scene where he gets, he's on the bed. He's wearing, again, he's wearing like a, an eighties style, like crop yeah. top. Which is, I told you it's very popular. Right? It's a little crop top. Well, before, but like sports crop top. Right before this amazing scene. Is it before this? Yeah. We get, because she tried calling again, and then Freddie mm-hmm. picks up. Cause, so she's is she oh, right. is she asleep right now? Is she not? We don't know. But that's Freddie's voice, and she rips it her phone off the line. It's broken, but the phone goes off again, which should be another. Yep. Fr- and she picks it up, and it's Freddie, and says, "I'm your boyfriend now." And then it go changes the angle, oh. and the receiver is his mouth, and he licks her it's like fucking tongue, and she's like ah, pulls nah. a soldier boy and kisses her through the phone. Oh, <laughs> yes, I wrote that, and I made a point to say it. Um, but now I figured, but you then did. we but get, but then we get to this. I did know this scene well because who doesn't? And it's amazing. It's so so fucking effective he gets so we don't, we don't see glenn's dream we just see glenn he's like on his bed he's sleeping with his headphones on he's got his tv you know he's got his crop tops he's very sexy he's lying down and he gets like dragged into the bed 
Like, it's just kind of like folded into the bed. And they just get, like, the blood just it's, like it's so like ten beautiful. fire like, hoses of blood shooting out, and you're right, it's shooting up. It's a it's so good. It's a stunning thing to see. It's a very visually appealing. When I talk about, it, I feel the chills. It's gorgeous. It's like the blood. It's just like it was. I think if you're not a horror fan, it's like how can that be gorgeous? It is horror. Can be gorgeous. It can be beautiful. You see this like like this cascade, and it's it's a lot of I know. I read a bit about just how this movie was made. A lot of reverse, mm-hmm. like kind of, you know, like uh, kind of doing doing scenes in reverse, kind of like carry to evoke this the the dream like feeling. So I'm pretty sure it's like the scene. I think is upside down. Blood is pouring. You're seeing the yeah. blood go onto the ceil- onto the floor and spreading out. But they played it reverse yeah. and upside down, so it's like the blood is coming up. And spreading onto the ceiling, but it's gorgeous. So the blood's going up and just spreading out in a very otherworldly way. And it's so like terrifying, but so fucking beautiful. I I love this scene so much. It is Johnny Depp's best best performance is him dying (laughs) in this movie, honestly. Just like, oh, so fucking good. He gets killed that way. But now Nancy is, um, she's, she's the police. The police come because the fam- the parents see their poor son just, like, eviscerated. So the cops come. And Nancy's still stuck in her, like, Her house prison. prison. Well, and <laughs> this is when prison. she starts. She's been reading, you know, a couple scenes ago, she was reading survival books. And mm-hmm. now, so now she's going buck wild on setting Home Alone-esque traps, but with gunpowder and light bulbs and sledgehammers. Home Alone got this, that idea from this fucking movie. Like, <laughs> I think, like, <laughs> Nancy's smart as fuck. She's going full Rambo, like, just, like, setting traps. Yeah, it's, it is insane. And also, while all this is happening, you know, she calls her dad and says, you know, I need you to be here at 1230 sharp. I'm going to bed right now because, you know, the plan is she's going to bring Freddy into the real world, fuck her up, fuck him up with the traps, and the dad's going to come and arrest him. But that's... Yeah, I, I was like, no. <laughs> <it's> like, no. <laughs> she's like, and he's going to arrest him. Like, well, you have a lot of faith still in, like, yeah. institutions. Like, no, this is something else. <laughs> it's, like, supernatural. But I also love... And it's just a nice little effect in in line with everything that's been going on is for someone that had no idea that Freddy Krueger was a person or this thing. She keeps mentioning this name a lot. And shockingly, none of the parents are even... If there was a crazy child predator in my neighborhood that, say, was murdered a year before I was even born, and then 10 years later I'm having nightmares and I mention this person by name, that needs to fucking throw up some flags. But all these parents are just... (laughs) Crazy fucking crazy all right yep okay sweetie i'll be there at 12 30 sharp to arrest your demon <laughs> but also like he he clearly is not like interested in doing it he's like my daughter's cr-. like it, and that's that's the real like the crux of this movie is that the adults around these kids are just not competent because he keeps saying yeah yeah nancy you need to go to bed yeah. that's good you should be sleeping yeah he's yeah, like that's yeah, not that's not what i'm fucking yeah, saying he- dad he looks like his second in command or whoever the fuck this guy. He's like, okay, if she calls, go over there. But I'm not, I'm dealing with this thing. She's not, she's not the priority. And it's like, I don't know. Like, but then again, but then again, maybe you would be like, 
it is a pretty crazy premise. Like, my daughter is being tormented by a dream demon who's killing her friends. It's kind of like, okay, like, I haven't seen that happen. I've just seen some murders that seem like they were real life. So, I don't, but then again, aside, but then again, Glenn died, and it's like, we get a lot of like, um, the coroner is barfing the whole time because, like, Glenn is so fucked up. He's been throwing up the whole time. No one says what exactly happened, but it's implied that I think when like the the EMTs show up, they're like, "You don't need a stretcher. You need a mop." It's like he's just like yeah, that's not that's not person. That's not a human not, death. That's just, there's no <laughs> body. It's like it's just like it just remains basically. <laughs> so it's it's pretty gross. They don't show it though, but um. So Nancy sets up all these booty booby traps. Bo- she's doing booty full, traps. Like, <laughs> <laughs> booty traps. But no, she's doing full eighteen, like and she's like doing all the traps. She's like <laughs> she she's log rolling for no reason. She's army crawling for no reason. <laughs> she's, she's, like, she's got like black marks under her eyes. She's like doing the full thing. I love that. But she, and that's what I love about this this final final girl. She's not just like she's planned. She's like I've she's doing research. She's like I'm ready for this motherfucker. Like I'm about to get this bitch. She's like, I stand by it. Nancy is the baddest ass of all of the final girls because she's like I'm plotting for this bitch. Like I'm ready for this hoe. Like she's out here. So um, she she goes to sleep and she dreams. As she does. She finds, she starts finding little mementos of everyone that was killed. Mm-hmm. And then she finds Glenn's bloody headphones and then she loses it. Mm-hmm. Show yourself, you bastard! And then he shows himself. Also, I just like how, you know, it's dream. It's supernatural, but also has just these quirk, just the realism in it is quirky because she's running away from him. Because she has to wait until just the right time to wake up and tussle with him. And they're running down a spiral staircase. And, you know, he can walk through things. He can do whatever. But he's just trying to catch her by running down the same spiral staircase. I thought that was so yeah. silly. It is very silly. I'm In, a, in an <laughs> like amazing way. Like, he's also way. restrained by physical things. But right. I guess you could explain it away, though. Because we see in the other dreams, like with Tina... He like shows up when she turns around. He's there. We see it with them. We could we could explain it away as like, well, Nancy Nancy has been researching because we have that whole scene where um, Glenn explains the whole Balinese dream thing. If you don't believe it, then it doesn't happen. For all we know, that because of the fact that Nancy has it in her mind and she's seeing it that way, yeah, he is kind of restrained to like the physical world because she can okay. kind of like. You have to do what my dream because it's, it's a lucid dreaming. It's like you have to do what my dream is. Yeah, and my dream is that there's a spiral staircase. You have to run all these. You can't like just like teleport. <laughs> it's it's not going to be easy, down. fucker. I do like. Yeah, no, you're your fucking steps in, baby. I thought about you because I, you know, if you're you're watching this, you know it's going to happen. So then she is tussling with him. Eventually, she jumps and then ends up in her front yard tussling with the rose gate and then or the rose trellis or whatever. And mm-hmm. Freddie, I almost said Freddie Mercury, Freddy Krueger, and <laughs> they're going back and forth. I wish it was. <laughs> and then her alarms go off, and she wakes up, and she's holding the rose trellis, and she's just upset because you know, fuck, her plan didn't work. And then Freddie jumps out from behind the bed, and I, all I thought about <laughs> was you because it was a jump scare 
in the context of the movie. But see, it worked. Yes. I love that. A jump scare works when it's in the, where the, the protagonist or whoever the fuck is in the, in the scene is also afraid because the thing's attacking them. I just hate when the jump scare is like, it's for you, the audience. Like, no, this is for her too. She's scared. So, um, I like all so the, she's like, there's, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, I like all, like, you know, she's doing, I think you're going to say she's doing all of her mm-hmm. traps. They're all working. And in between yeah. running around and the traps, random traps going off, she's screaming to her, the lieutenant, and he's like, get my dad, you fucking asshole! <laughs> and then, so he doesn't, and then after a while of her going back and forth, r- r- you know, running around trying to not get murdered by this dream demon, he finally goes, maybe I should get her father. Yeah! You fucking should! Yeah. Because even maybe. if even if it's made up... That's this person's daughter screaming because something she's is wrong. She's flipping out. Like you know? I would think of anything. She's having an episode. Like I, if I was not believing, oh, she had like a dream. I'm like, oh, she's having like a, a thing is happening with her. Like we should call someone because she's she's doing something. You know, she goes in the basement and she manages to catch or like to light Frey on fire. That was great. So kind of like it was great. She's like he's, <laughs> he's just like oh he's no. On fire. He's like, I hate fire. Oh, my God. She oh, this seems him. familiar. Like, oh. Gets him so much. And, like, um, she – so she manages – wait, what happens? So she flies him on fire and gets him in the basement. And she runs. She manages to get to Locks the door it. to yeah. help. Yeah. And, and like, they, like, they come in. And she's, like, they're all, like, the police are kind of, like, going over the house or whatever. And they – um. They go down to the basement and realize that Freddie has escaped. Like he's, like, you can see like the the, for, the flaming steps footprints, him, like the flaming footprints, right? Ugh. So that D- Nancy and her dad go upstairs and they find a burning Freddie. It's just like smothering the mom, right? Mother, mother, Mo- <laughs> mommy, mommy, what are you doing down mother, there? Mother, mama, <laughs> why are you twenty three skidooing with that gentleman? Pops. But like after they, they put out the fire, he like so the dad puts like a sheet over the fire to put it out. But then like the bodies just kind of disappear because it's been established into the that, bed. Like, like mommy killed him, and that's it. So like the dad leaves, and Nancy's just like in the room, and then Freddy Krueger like gets out the bed, and when Nancy's like she she taps into this whole like ball knees shit that um Glenn. Glenn had told her about it. She's like, you're not real, basically. You're, I'm not afraid of you. You're not real. She turns her back on him. And he, just, he like, like le- he like jumps at her and just kind of like, dis- like disappears in a very 80s way. It's not very good compared to the other effects. Right. Like, well, because okay, that okay, wasn't, guys. most of the other ones were practical. This was yeah, a shit. This is, 80s yeah. digital effects. Digital effects. And it's bad. It's like, she's gone practical. But he, he disappears. And before that had happened, she'd been like, I want my mom back and my friends back. Like, I'm taking da, 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 taking like, back what you took from me. Basically. So she steps outside. She opens the door and it's bright. Sunshiny. Kind of foggy. Yeah. And her mom is there. She's like, oh, Nancy. And Nancy, she kisses her. She's bye to her. I think I'm going to stop Nancy drinking. Gets, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to get sober, girl. And they even, I do she like to, because you're thinking, wow, this is really foggy and ethereal and dreamlike, you would say. And then mm-hmm. one of them, because you were saying she was about to hop in the car with her friends because they're all alive. And someone says, wow, it's crazy foggy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that was nice. Just 
you know, kind of throwing that in there. Just just like acknowledge it. Throwing you yeah. off your rhythm. So she goes, she says bye to her, her mom and goes into Glenn's convertible. And they start driving away. But then suddenly, like, the the top goes down and it's got the red and green stripes and everything's locking. And now it's like, okay, like, something's happening. And you see, like, the, the we never mentioned this. Oh, my God, the little girls in white. Oh, yeah. singing the, one, two, Friday's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Right. Five, six, get your crucifix. Which Seven, also. eight. I'm not done. Sorry. Stay up late. God damn nine, it. Nine, ten, never sleep again. That That is an important thing in, in the. <laughs> it's so important we waited until the last fucking minute to <laughs> sing it. Well, it plays out a lot of times. So I never mentioned it. And I didn't want to sing it. Three and four Thank never you. made sense because, oh my God, because lock your door, you can walk through walls. Also, I want to, <laughs> I want to applaud you because that was a very, I think you bumped up from mezzo um, or alto in, in the non-music world. You're, you're, that was a soprano-esque moment. Really? Oh yeah. No, it wasn't. Telling someone to shut the fuck up so they can sing. That's the most soprano <laughs> shit I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't. I thought you register i was like no it's oh not. no like, i was not that was not indicative of your talent it was indicative of your <laughs> attitude <laughs> my attitude was full like oh, yeah. dude yeah there's nothing more more <laughs> intense than an alto <laughs> with the attitude <laughs> and the haunches <laughs> of a soprano oh, yeah. i wish an alto would have like the attitude just like shut the fuck up and just like oh <laughs> <laughs> Nothing impressive with that fucking register. But no, no, no. So the girls are in their jump ropes and shit. And that's when, like, um, Nancy's being pulled in. She's screaming, she's like, Mama, Mom. And then the fucking mom is like, oh, Nancy. And she gets pulled through the fucking front door window, which is very funny. Yeah, which, so is that... But also, I think it's, I think it's retconned later. Because I think in the sequel, like, it starts off with, like... Is she in this one? Is Nancy in this the sequel? No, maybe not. No, actually, it might be canon. Yeah, I was yeah. really, I was in the weeds if it was supposed to be, you know, just like, kind of like how Carrie was like that ending where, I mean, it was just her having a bad dream in Carrie, mm-hmm. but it was just like, is this? So was she dreaming most? Is this, a, is this a continuation of the last dream? Is she awake and Freddy is just able to fucking force himself into the real world now? I was, I was lost. So Andrew, if this were a black movie, oh man, that's my line. Keep going. I'm liking this. It's re- my number. I'm liking this role reversal. If this were a uh, reverse, if this were a black <laughs> movie. <laughs> This podcast is verse, okay? If this were a black movie or black uh, horror movie, how'd it be different? Um, I was thinking. So I was thinking that the premise is, is right. Most of it has to be the same. That there's so there's just this child murdering ghoul entity. Um, mm-hmm. so we won't do the well. This wouldn't have happened in the past. Blah blah blah. But I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel it would kind of be similar in the sense 
that a lot the relationship of the parents listening to the kids i feel at certain junctures you know where they're especially if we just cut to the point where if the this parents black kid was having this sleep study done and then this shit happened that you cannot explain i feel they would be more on board that something crazy mm-hmm. was happening so, um, but I don't know, I don't know how it would be rectified because I don't know if like a prayer circle would get this guy away. I don't know if a prayer circle works here. I, I almost think that this movie, so here it is for me. I think the one thing I mentioned earlier that makes Wes Craven so different than other horror directors is that the young people, the teenagers in his movies are sensible. They have sense. There's nothing about – they're self-aware in a way that like – when I watch it, I'm not like, oh, if I, if I were in this movie, I would do this. It's like, no, that's – that makes sense that the characters in this movie are having dreams. They talk about it. They recognize, whoa, that's weird. Then they have to deal with it alone because I think that if I went to my parents of like, I'm having dreams where murderers after me, they would pray over it. But that'd be it. It wouldn't be like a... I don't think it would truly believe necessarily that like I... That this murderer is in the real world and killing us. I think it'd be more like, oh, okay, you're being tormented by something. I'm going to pray about it. But I I think that this movie does a good job of making... So that this... this, Regardless of the cultural background you come from, it's like you, you watch it and it's like, oh, the parents are behaving like adults who just don't believe their children. Right. Because kids are kids and the kids make mm-hmm. up shit in their head, you know? Yeah. No, exactly. I agree with that. There's only one scene. And <laughs> and I thought of this when I was watching the movie and it's super dumb and shitty, but the only scene that I think would be wholly different is when Lane or uh, Rod is being surrounded by all those cops. Not sure that no cops mm. would have held their shots. <laughs> they would have shot him. Yeah, like I'm not saying he would have died, but I'm he would have been shot at he at, at shot. the very least. Because remember when he, the cops first come out is when Nancy's there and she jumps in front of her dad. Yeah, from shooting him. He's yeah. like, he's like, damn it, Nancy. Yeah, the dad. And everyone else just the, there doesn't was, shoot him. Yeah, there were so many <laughs> other cops. That just that was one angle he would not have been shot from. He would have been shot from all the other ones. But that's the only real difference. Yeah, I th- I think it would be the parents would be more on board, but you know they're not going to do anything else. And even if they truly were like, "This is happening," what the fuck could they do? You're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah. Um. Oh well, that. But no, I. That's some good writing. Sorry? That's some good writing. If there's not much, that would be different. <laughs> it is i think i realized when we're talking about it, i'm like i think an indication of whether or not this the movies we talk about are good is if there isn't much difference from black or white audiences that they're tapping into something that's like very real it's like being a kid i mean it's being a kid it's like you you're the adults in your life kind of don't quite believe you or kind of like dismiss your feelings that's real. Right. Across race or culture, it's like, yeah, no. And if you're just your child, if you're not, what you say doesn't matter. If you're not a dumb <laughs> child and you act irrationally, then yeah, very similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Yeah. I think I got a little oh, man. Wes Craven boner. Dude, Wes Craven, I, I, I'm excited to like dive into his other works. I think that generally speaking, not always, his his movies are pretty like fucking, you know, solid. Man, he's been married three times. That's the sign of a good director. But hey, um, that was Nightmare on Elm Street. That was our first of this month. Guys, we have so much more to we have, cover. We have four more. That's like in this month. Do, that's crazy. There's five Fridays this month. I'm so like excited about this. I'm so stoked as you would say. I I hate you. I mean, I'm so I'm like so stoked for this month, guys. Like, I don't I don't sound like either of those iterations. <laughs> Second one was a little closer, but guys, no, but this month, okay. So you got a nightmare on the street. You're also gonna get Evil Dead, Hellraiser, The Exorcist, and Halloween. Heavy hitters. You're gonna get fucking amazing full on classics this month. So stay tuned, and you can listen to all that. Please listen to all that, because Ben Shapiro's reviews are getting very, very negative. They're so spicy. He's just so negative. He's such an utter piece of shit. So awful. But um, have you got anything else to say, Andrew? No, Spooky Squad. Just keep listening. Follow the pod. We die first. Mm-hmm. Pod. I forgot to say that at the end. We die first pod. Yeah, we die first pod on Instagram. We die first pod on Twitter. What about you? Any you guys can any any last things? Um, no. Just like just keep listening. Keep this l- is good stuff. Y- it's like the month of October. It's so exciting. Oh no no no! Make sure you follow me. On say underscore Smythe, S-E-Y underscore S-M-Y-T-H-E on Instagram because every day of the month I watch a horror movie. I have to watch a movie tonight, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to do Cabin in the Woods. Nice. First night, October 1st, Cabin in the Woods. I'm going to start it off light. So follow me, my stories. I I post the shit I watch and I'm just like... Can't wait to be anxious for November because that's what's going to happen over the course of this month. I'm going to be very scared next Mm, month. (laughs) Do it. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll plug. Follow me on Andrew John Baldwin at Instagram. I'm tentatively not watching a horror movie every day in October, but I do post other people's funny things on my story that I think are hilarious or Ghostbusters collectibles that I buy, you know. Oh yeah, Ooh. I know. Okay. There, there's things. There are things. I feel like we have to watch Ghost. But I feel like we need to do like a comedy, a horror comedy yeah. month I, at some point, yeah. and the Ghostbusters has to be there. Not horror November. Boom! Not horror November. Mm. We're saying it now. I think, given what the world might be in November, I think we might need it. Yeah, it's kind of like a lighter comedy. We'll see. We can do. We can do. You Ghostbusters. know, or November is just going to be. Two hours of drunken horror speech really every Friday. Do like um, this is monologues. Monologue November. <laughs> Solid. Monologue November. 
But yeah, guys, like, keep listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you so much. So much. Bye, little spooky bitches. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.